Hi, and welcome back to our podcast, The Social Disease. I'm Bridget. And I'm Jasper. And before we start talking about Degrassi today, we wanted to kind of acknowledge um, what has been going on around us in the world. It's kind of a crazy time, and we wanted to give our a little input on that. Yeah, so we just essentially wanted to say that Black Lives Matter. We fully believe that. And we also want to defund the police. Yeah, so we hope that even though we are two white people, that we could be allies to the community. Even though Degrassi has not always been the best at addressing race issues, in particular with making its Black characters prominent characters, even media that we love, like Degrassi, could be problematic. And to recognize those things could help lead to improvements in the future. So yeah, we're just trying to do the best that we can um, as allies. So please feel free to reach out to us if we could help with anything. Yeah, so thanks Jasper, summed it up. I feel exactly the same way. And um, I think we're just going to go right into it because we have a lot to talk about since we haven't been back in a few weeks. So today we're going to talk about our subplot, who's going to be Anya. And then we're also going to swing in Shantae's plot because she does have that nice plot with the sticky notes and we can't, we can't just leave that out. That's a good one. And then we're going to go from there to our fave couple, potentially, Riley and Zane. Happy Pride Month. Yes, happy Pride Month. It lined up so well. Did not did not plan that, but it is great that that happened. Jasper, do you want to do the first summary? Well, I guess since Shantae's singular plot for like her <laughs> entire time on Degrassi, again, Degrassi is not good at representing its Black characters. I guess we should just start with her. And I guess with that, just talk about I guess the overarching theme of the second half of season 10 about the like regime change, like with the uniforms and the new roles and all that stuff. Um, so I guess just a quick summary of the specific plot with Shantae is that the clubs have been disbanded after Vegas night and no one's happy about that because people are very passionate about their clubs. So Shantae basically gets all of the clubs in the school together to sticky note Mr. Simpson's car to send the message that we miss our clubs, please bring them back to us. And Mr. Simpson agrees and the clubs come back. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Shantae. Yeah, I feel like I'm glad they gave her this plot because you kind of do see her grow as like the leader of the power squad because with especially with Allie and her kind of just rejecting Allie and being like you're gonna have to deal with this you know this kind of this you're not good and then um you can see how much she cares about power squad and then when they take away the clubs which it's funny that we don't really even we haven't really addressed that we kind of mostly stick to talking about before the boiling point episode I feel like with her it was after and she kind of led this like huge change with the uniforms and everything kind of to bring it well not the uniforms but the clubs bringing it like a little bit back to normal 
Yeah, because I don't know. I agree with Shantae that the whole school was punished for the actions of like just Allie, Drew, Bianca, Eli, and Fitz pretty much. So like five people made the whole school become like a police state. <laughs> which is definitely not right no i i understand but i also kind of get why they put the metal detectors in especially after like the knife incident like that makes sense i'll i'll let them but the uniforms and like the taking away the clubs i'm like what did that do yeah like, like i don't think it did anything <laughs> yeah i don't even know like <laughs> Because the uniforms are, like, a thing for, like, a season and a half. Like, they, when do they take them away? The beginning of season 12, I think, is when they, they're like, no more uniforms. Oh, yeah, it did take a while. So they're around for a while. Oh, my gosh, they were, yeah. For some reason, I didn't realize how long they were around, because I forgot they were around for, like, a whole new introduction of people. Well, good thing they brought the clubs back, because what else were they going to do? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the clubs already phase in and out of existence as needed, so. <laughs> yeah, but the power squad is, like, the only thing that's important to anybody. <laughs> that's, that's true. Without it, where would we have the drama of Jenna pooping all over everybody? <laughs> that's your favorite. I know, I can't. It's so ridiculous. But, yeah. Shantae, awesome job with that one. Very happy. But, yeah. But even thinking about the uniforms, they did not stop any awful things happening. <laughs> no, and I'm wondering if they were kind of a hit at, like, were they a hit at Holly J for, like, dressing like that? Is that, was that the issue? Like, why did they, I don't know. I don't know. There was the whole thing with, like, that female like seminar that Allie and Bianca had to go to. Oh yeah. About like self-esteem. So maybe they were like, oh, if these girls don't have to dress to impress boys, that could like help the problem that we're having. Of course. They gotta shoot it at us here. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll, we'll be talking more about that in particular probably next episode where we're gonna be talking about Allie and Drew and Bianca. Yeah, um, that's true. But yeah, because like even thinking about all the stuff that happens post-uniform, you have Eli crashing his hearse, you Mm. have all the gang violence with Drew. (laughs) The uniforms didn't really do much to stop Um, bad things from happening. They definitely did not. You're right. (laughs) What what do you feel about school uniforms generally? Because the school we went to did not require uniforms. I don't know. I think it depends on, like, the intention, because I know there's um, some schools up here who are are in areas that are more in poverty, so they kind of provide uniforms for students to make them all, like, feel connected in a certain way, so I'm, like, all about that. I feel like that makes, you know, that's, like, good intentions, where there are definitely some schools that are just, like, everybody has to be the same, and you can't show your creativity because it's distracting. Yeah, I could see that because I think in when Zig comes in and he has that episode, like he does, like he's just poor. That's like the episode. Yeah. I think he like steals from the lost and found some of the uniform khaki pants 
because he doesn't have pants at home. Oh, right. Oh, my goodness. So I never yeah. really thought about like the poverty aspect of uniforms. I, I always kind of thought about the school is just trying to control the individuality of their students. Yeah, I think it could definitely go towards that way in like worse scenarios. Like that was literally the whole point at Degrassi, like doing uniforms was so that people didn't have, you know, it took away any other outside distractions. It didn't have good intentions. It was just to really take away everybody's individuality. Except for Fiona. She still dressed up her uniform every day. So, like, nothing was hidden from her. She was just did whatever she wanted. Yeah, because taking away the individuality is clear with also taking away the clubs. Yeah, yes. And even, like, Eli also tried to get around, and he, like, really wanted to wear whatever he wanted to wear. <laughs> Anything else with Shantae or the, that part of Degrassi? I don't think so. Do you want to discuss... Shantae as a character overall yeah we can talk about her as character yeah I feel like I kind of mentioned before how what I thought about her with her like kind of growing as a leader a little bit like I feel like stepping up with the power squad and like stepping up with the club thing um what do you think so as we mentioned at the beginning with Degrassi does not treat its black characters very well I think Shantae is kind of the epitome of that (laughs) oh no I don't know if you're aware of like all the Shantae memes in the Degrassi community. Oh no, are there? I did not know about this. Okay, so like the meme is that like Shantae has been at Degrassi since literally season four. (gasps) Oh my goodness. And she graduates in season 11. No way. Are you serious? I'm serious. Her first episode is in season four. How did they do this to her? Yeah, so she's on Degrassi for like seven or eight years and she gets this one plot with the sticky notes and I think in season nine she gets one or two plots about dating Danny and that's it oh my goodness that is insane to me how do they do okay well that just proves that they don't care that's unreal yeah I feel like like I like knew that though I feel like she's just always like been around yeah, she's, like, very much a side character. Like, she basically just pops up to, like, give some advice or to be snarky. <laughs> with like, for example, with Allie. Yes. Or she's snarky with Holly J a lot, too. But she's basically just the socialite of Degrassi. But she doesn't do anything. Who was she friends with in, like, those seasons? Seasons four and five and... She was friends with Emma for like two seconds. I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch. I can't believe I never realized. Wow, those memes make me, I gotta look up like Degrassi memes or something because I need to keep up with what's going on. So I was like, oh, Shantae really did grow as a character this season, but that means nothing if she's been on it since season four. (laughs) Yeah. Cause I think if you do do the math in season four, she would have been in eighth grade. Okay. He graduates in season 11. Oh my goodness. Which also doesn't make too much sense because at that point, I think Degrassi was a full high school rather than middle school plus high school. Yeah, I feel like they did the middle school thing for a few episodes and then that, or a few seasons and then that was that. Yeah. So <laughs> I definitely feel for Shantae. Like, I don't know what, like, could you think of any plots 
that maybe could have gone to Shantae that other characters had? Um, let me think. I feel like, honestly, okay, I know we're going to talk about her today, and I love Anya, but if we honestly just made her character Anya, I think it would have been fine. You know what I mean? Like, we didn't need Anya as a character. It easily could have just been Shantae. Okay, that makes sense. Right? Because I feel like they they run in the similar circle, like... They're always around each other. I feel like it very easily could have just morphed into one character and it could have been just Shantae's character. That's a good point. Thank I you. like it. Like, I think we are going to talk about how much we love Anya, but imagine if, like, if we had Shantanya <gasps> wow. as a character. Honestly, that would have been, I think that that would have been really good. Yeah, I'm, I'm into it. Were you, were you thinking anything different or... Did my answer just steal the show? Yeah, that was pretty much it. I can't, <laughs> I can't think of anything specifically. Yeah. Like, she, right. she was Dave's cousin. Could have done something with that, I guess. Oh, yeah. Honestly, like, Dave had more plots than she had. And Dave was so annoying. <laughs> Ugh, so annoying. But yeah, they probably could have thrown them plot. They could have thrown them plenty of plots together because she was popular and he wasn't. Mm-hmm. All right, whatever. Degrassi, you really screwed yourself on this one. Degrassi, treat your black characters better, especially your black girls, please. Please. Oh my goodness. And Danny. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Do you want to move on to Anya now? Yes, I'm all for Anya. Let's do it. Okay. So. I guess just background from season nine, Anya had sex with Sav at prom and lied to him that she was on the pill. So he broke up with her because she lied to him and she also took the morning after pill. But then season 10 starts with Holly J trying to get the school presidency and Sav runs against her. So Holly J is like, wow, let me manipulate Anya into lying about being pregnant so that I can win this election. <laughs> Best starter plot. Oh, amazing. Yeah. And it works at first until Anya realizes Holly J is trash for doing that. <laughs> so she hops onto the Sav train because Sav is actually, in classic Sav fashion, is completely like supportive of her pregnancy. So they get back together for like a hot minute until Sav cannot talk to his parents about her for the millionth time so like get out of here I'm done with you for good actually for good this time (laughs) so then next time we see her is when her mom gets diagnosed with cancer after Leia convinces Anya that her mom is cheating for two seconds that oh my gosh Leia oh she's the worst the one thing Leia does this whole season (laughs) Yeah. So then her mom has cancer. So she is going to the doc to her mom's doctor visits. And Riley hops along into a doctor's visit at one point. And they kind of fight over Dr. Chris because they both think he's cute, but they don't know if he's gay. But he is straight, unfortunately for Riley. <laughs> so then Next thing Anya does is she goes on her date with Wesley. 
where Wesley takes Viagra to survive the date with her, which means they have to go to the hospital. And Wesley, being the sweetheart that he is, finds out that Anya is into Dr. Chris and like kind of sets them up for a coffee date. So that was cute. So then a couple episodes after that, Anya's mom goes into remission. So Anya's like, oh no, (laughs) my mom mom is healthy now. When am I going to see the doctor? Oh, you know. (laughs) So she like kind of schemes. She kind of stalks him really. And like kind of, I forget exactly what happens, but she like either convinces him to ask her out or she asks him out or whatever. So they go on a date. And then Dr. Chris is like, yo, let's go on this weekend getaway, even though I've known you for two seconds. He's like, Anya's like, yes, I love you. But then her mom finds out and is like, why are you dating a 26-year-old? <laughs> you are 18. Well, no, she's not even 18 at this point. Nope, she's 17. Yeah, she's 17 at this point. So she tells Dr. Chris the truth and he's like, girl, get away from me. <laughs> But he's kind of nice about it and is like, let's talk when you're 18. And that's pretty much it until season 11. But the last thing she really does is she has kind of a sexual harassment plot with Owen where they're both doing lifeguarding class and Owen is being creepy as Owen does. And Anya complains about it, but then Owen apologizes about it, but then is creepy about it again. And Anya like tears him apart at the dot <laughs> by yeah. like calling on a group of girls to call him a sexist pig. Good for Anya. That's pretty much the last thing she does. I guess she also kind of tells Holly J that Fiona is in love with her, but that really has nothing to do with Anya. She's just the go-between. Yeah. So what do you want to start with with Anya? Let's start with the fake pregnancy. Let's just go right from, like, the beginning. Okay. So, as as you said, like, she fakes the pregnancy because Holly J is like, hey, I have a great idea. Let's do this. And uh, even though you just slept with him and it could totally be a possibility, and yeah. And Anya was like, great idea. Love it. 10 out of 10. Gonna participate. No questions asked. So she does. And I'm wondering, I'm going to ask you, if you think that the writers did this plot to, like, finally just end Anya and Sab so that Holly J and Sab could get together with it being okay. Hmm. Well, I feel like in season nine, like, after they broke up, there was a, there was, like, a subplot in one of the episodes where Anya like kind of tricks Sav into hanging out with her again or something like that. And then Sav is like, um, no, we're done. (laughs) So I feel like that in season nine was like the end of them. So it felt a little weird to bring them back for the last time again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I honestly agree because I thought if they were going to bring them back together again, that they were going to stay together again you know like why make some why drag something out so much if they're just gonna keep having the same issues and I just hate that the parent issue was the biggest issue and then they just solved it with Holly J 
like that just killed me because I really was like when Anya was LARPing and Sav like went I was like okay this is really cute I think they're gonna be lasting a long time and then we have a fake pregnancy and he doesn't even get mad because he's just such a nice guy (laughs) I don't know if I wanted them to be to end up together though like they definitely outside of the parent thing there were obviously some trust issues there yeah that's true so even though they did have their moments like the fact that they broke up and made up literally like 20 plus times (laughs) it's so high school though (laughs) (laughs) yeah i could for sure which is exactly why they shouldn't have ended up together yeah, I guess. I don't know. I think I'm always going to be an Anya and Sav over Holly J and Sav fan. Oh, no. I love Holly J and Sav. I don't know. I don't know. I think I just always liked Anya and, and Sav and what, how good he was with the fake pregnancy. But also, I think he's just a nice guy because Holly J had, like, dialysis and he was nice. So, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But I think we're both in agreement that they could have just skipped this plot and let Sav and Anya stay dead where they were. They didn't need to bring him back. Yeah, though also this plot did give us the truly iconic line where Anya like announces to the school that she had a miscarriage and she's like super bummer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. When she said that, I couldn't even believe it. I'm like, she's just like, mm, super bummer. And then just walks away. I love it. uh, Could you imagine announcing that to your entire high school? First of all, where is the principal? Where is the principal? Could you imagine if someone over the announcement just goes, I had a miscarriage. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Yeah, like where's like the the school psychologist to like talk to them about this traumatic event? Also remember when Dave was like, do you want me to plan a baby shower for you guys? And they're like, we don't even know you. We don't. <laughs> Let's not do that. <laughs> classic Dave. Oh, classic. But yeah, I guess with regards to making Sav and Holly J more okay, I feel like it didn't because even when they did get together, they were like, what's Anya going to think about this? Yeah. Well, they had to have addressed that eventually. You know, they if they were going to put them together, I feel like it would have honestly, I don't know, if they just didn't bring, if they didn't have the fake pregnancy plot at all, and Sev and Holly J got together, I wonder if they would even address Anya being a thing, because it was from last season. I think it I would know. probably still be relevant, because Holly J and Anya are still friends. Like, barely. She just asked her to fake a pregnancy to win a school presidency. <laughs> And Anya was a good friend and did it, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that season 10 started with a bang. And it kind of, well, it didn't stop there, but the pregnancy thing stopped there. Yeah, that was a very quick and done plot. (laughs) Yeah. So do you want to go to her mom's cancer? Yes. Let's talk about that. And and then we can talk about Dr. Chris because they kind of, you know, they go hand in hand. I would say. So the mom's cancer, as you stated, was at first assumed to be an affair. 
which would have been pretty interesting because, you know, Anya, I feel like, was this the first time we were really in her house with her family? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so it would have been kind of interesting to jump right into an affair for people we don't even know. But we were like, all right, let's try it. Um, It obviously was not an affair. It was cancer. And I was surprised that they did a cancer plot with parents. So I don't know. I just feel like when Simpson had it, it was such a big deal. And then they're kind of doing it again with someone we didn't really know. And then it ended up just being about Dr. Chris anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I think Emma's whole storyline in the season where Simpson has cancer is like, I'm upset that my stepdad has cancer. Wah, wah, wah. But with Anya, it's like her parents aren't even that concerned that her mom has cancer. They're like, (laughs) yeah, this is a thing that's happening. But like, yeah, we're going to go through the radiation and get through it. No problem. And it is no problem. (laughs) Yeah, that was definitely odd. I mean, like, I guess sometimes it works out like that. But I really feel like they gave Anya this plot. I don't know. I don't even know really why, because they didn't even really use it as a, like, cancer plot. They had it as a, I'm going to put Anya in the hospital so that she meets this 25-year-old doctor to date. Yeah. Because even after they're, like, when they're dating... I mean, they don't really even talk about the cancer that much anymore. It comes up, like, a once in a while, but it's really just focused on, like, the age difference between the two. Yeah. Like, there's the one there's the one episode with her mom finding out she has the cancer. Then after that, it's all Dr. Chris. Yep. We don't even... Do we even see the mom in the hospital ever? I don't think so. It's just her on the bench yeah. with Riley <laughs> trying to guess if the doctor is gay. Yeah, yeah. And I will, I will say the episode with, like, where the cancer first happens is a very, very well done episode. Like, you know, like, the, the volcano scene? Yes. Oh, that's, that was really good. Yeah, that's a very well done scene. So that, like, it started off very strong, but then they didn't do anything with it, which was pretty disappointing. I agree that they started off strong because they even had, yeah, they had her you know, getting, like, the fo- a phone call, and then they kind of had her, like, getting really upset in school, so I was kind of assuming we were gonna, like, kind of follow that, but then it kind of just turned into her making jokes about it twice. It was, like, a few jokes, and then Riley was like, wow, it's great that you can joke about this, and she's like, thanks, and then, like, that was it. Yeah, like, they kind of use the fact that her mom has cancer as justification in season 11 for like part of why she starts doing cocaine oh right yeah but like they don't show us her struggling with it such that it makes it believable you know yeah no I agree I feel like they really didn't tune into the emotional part of it like even if they were to have made like Dr. Chris a distraction from what's going on I think that would have made more sense. And if they, if that was the intention, it was not passed along as the intention, you know, like she just really started to like this older guy. Well, because they only get together after her mom is in remission. Yes. Yeah. She had on, she had a crush on him for a while. And then it was the fact that she wouldn't see him anymore was why she pursued him. 
Yeah, and he also thought she was in grad school, so like I get or in um in college. college. So but yeah, let's talk. I know we like kind of led into it, but I kind of want to talk about doc- like Dr. Chris in general. It's like really weird because when I watched the show, you know, when I was probably when I was in high school, you're like, oh, you know, like this guy is like what 25 26 like and she's 17 like it's not that big of a deal now that i'm 24 almost 25 i could never ever imagine myself ever dating anybody that is 17 i just can't i can't rationalize it no matter how like quote unquote mature anya is like the fact that they were like oh call me when you're 18 and she's like it's in a few days or like in a month it's not that big of a deal and i'm like whoa okay it is it is kind of creepy yeah I definitely agree that it's creepy as fuck for him to be going with a 17 year old but once he finds out that she is 17 I feel like him saying he'll wait the month is kind of letting her down easy because once the month comes and it's her birthday and Ani comes back he's like freaked out that she is still trying so hard Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I feel like once he finds out, he's, like, out for sure. He's, like, just being nice about it. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. I guess I, like, I mean, I knew he was freaked out, obviously, when her mom was, like, she is 17, and he was, like, he, like, put his hands up. He's, like, I had no idea. Like, I she lied to me. I don't know. I feel like he should have just ended it. Like, why let her down easy by being like wait wait a month for me or like oh you know wait till you're 18 like just be honest be like look you lied to me about your age this is super creepy I don't think we should be doing this ever again yeah that's definitely the way it should have happened but I could also see like wanting to not be an asshole I guess I don't know I don't know. I think if somebody lied to me and I found out they were 17, I'd probably cry. Blocked. Blocked. Get out of my life. (laughs) (laughs) See, like, I wouldn't be like, call me when you're 18, right? How creepy would that be? Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's where I'm like, Dr. Chris should not have gotten her hopes up in, like, the littlest. Yeah, I also just want to point out how we don't know what Dr. Chris's first name is. Wait, is Dr. Chris, like, Chris oh. is his last name? I think when he's first introduced, he's like, I'm Dr. Christopolis or something. You can call me Dr. Chris. So Chris oh. is his last name, not his first name. Oh my god, when she was on the dates, did she call him Dr. Chris? Either that, or she just didn't say anything. I hate that. That's so weird. Yeah, but she she's still, like, in conversations with her friend, she's like, oh, Dr. Chris. Like, <laughs> you know. Wow. I didn't even pick up on that. That's interesting. I wonder if they just kept it like that, because they're like, he's not going to be around very long, so why give him a name? Yeah. His first name is Doctor. His first name is Doctor. <laughs> That's funny. One last thing on that. I thought it was interesting that they did this plot and then they also had Connor's plot in the same thing. True. Not to say it's like similar in the way, it's not similar in like 
his was very obviously a creepy woman cyber stalking or whatever it just like was all around wrong but it's interesting that they kind of did it flip-flopped where it was like connor it was definitely not okay and they said it was not okay from the start anya kind of like danced around it a little bit and was like i'm going on dates with him anyway and i'm not telling anybody yeah they kind of wanted us to root for them to work out right what was that like i just spent like all that time saying boo connor don't do that and now i'm like yay anya sneak out with your 25 year old man yeah i never actually thought about that because usually it's actually how people kind of frame it is that when the guy is younger it's okay because he's a stud but (laughs) obviously that's wrong but usually it's reversed that they make the young girl old guy the bad way And the young guy, old girl, is more accepted, I guess? They flip-flopped it. It was weird. Also, then go and make Sav and Miss O. Yeah, we'll get to that. I have a lot of feelings about that, too. It's literally the same age difference. What is with Sav and Anya? Chill out. (laughs) (laughs) Go back to being with each other. (laughs) Yeah. Degrassi, stop romanticizing unhealthy age differences honestly okay trying to decide because we have i have three things written down left so we have wesley owen and riley connected to anya who do you want to pick first okay let's go with owen next okay one thing i want to say about owen is that i think his actor is incredibly good he is just like, I don't know. I was watching him and Ry- like a scene with him and Riley, and he is just incredibly like. You look at him, and he's just full of hate. And I'm like, how does this kid keep this up all day long? It is insane. But yeah, he harasses Anya, and he's just been the worst the entire season. The entire season, he's the worst. Like you think, like he's just the I think the worst enemy in this whole thing. And then he just ends the season by doing this. And it pisses me off. Because, like, what is it? He starts by, like, throwing Adam against the door. Yeah. Then he's a homophobe against Riley. He tries yeah. to pay Allie to have sex with him. Yep. Uh, oh, he also threw Zane in the dumpster. And now yep. here he is harassing Anya. Shocker. He needed to do something else horrible. Um, but Anya recruiting those girls from the dot to be like, this guy is so creepy and I would never want to talk to him. Okay, that's not really what they said, but that's kind of what I felt when I was watching it. (laughs) Incredible. I was so, Anya is like not afraid to yell to the dot and be like, dot, do you think this? And they're like, yes. (laughs) Yeah, like. I just love Anya's overall character development. Like, when she first came on to Degrassi, she was just Anya's lapdog. And now here she is leading her own group of girls. Oh, she was Holly J's lapdog? Yeah. Yes. And now she really is, like, in charge, and I love her. But I am very disappointed with what they do, where they have him harass her and him be like, well, I'm just being mean because I like you. It's like, stop with that. Stop. Because then they end up getting back, they end up getting together in the next season. 
and it just pisses me off because not like first of all that's so unrealistic Anya is way better than to date the guy who harassed Riley her like one of her best friends and she was harassed herself by him yeah so sorry that was my rant I completely agree because this is going to season 11 but even when they do hook up in season 11 they originally frame it as a bad thing but then they turn around and they're like, oh, they're actually a good couple. No. Like, what? I'm sick of them needing women to change these men. Change on your own. Yes. So, yeah, not a fan of Owen. I think Anya handled it the right way, though. I think she handled it the best way she could. Yeah. And obviously in the context of season 10, that's all there is. And I'm sure we'll get more into it later. Yes, definitely. But I guess just right now is a good point to mention the Owen-Tristan thing. About yeah, the fact that they're brothers. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what they tried to do by making Tristan, who when he comes in, he's a character who is gay. Owen's brother, when Owen was just so horribly homophobic yeah like this is how it has always been like a theory of mine I guess for like what happened and it was like either during season 10 was when Tristan was coming out and it was like causing problems with the family and that's why Owen lashed out against Adam and Riley because like these people, air quotes, are, like, causing harm to my family, so I'm gonna mess with them. Or it was before Tristan came out, and he was just a straight homophobe, as so many are, and then Tristan coming out changed his view. Which it shouldn't take that, but that, honestly, I'm leaning more towards that one. I think that would make sense. But regardless, Owen sucks eggs that's that's literally what Tristan says (laughs) there's literally a line with Tristan where he tells Owen to go suck an egg did you not know that I um I channeled my inner Tristan for that one I guess that was lucky get get him out of you right now you don't (laughs) (laughs) he's not good you like Tristan no I had no idea he said that that was just weird (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> okay. Uh you also said Wesley, right? Um the only thing that I have to say for Wesley and Anya, which because I really don't want to we don't need to talk about that plot with him in the Viagra. We just don't. It's fine. Um <laughs> but I think it was really nice that Wesley set up Anya and Dr. Chris. But I really wish that they just worked out, right? Like, it would have saved us a lot of, like, they could have expanded on the cancer plot. They could have had Wesley come in and be the nice guy and save the day. I completely agree. Like, what if instead of in the pogo stick episode with Wesley, he gets together with random ginger girl, and instead it's Anya? Right? Like, why not? What else is Anya doing? And then they put her with Owen anyway. So, like, if we're just going to throw her with the nearest man, it might as well be Wesley. Yeah, I completely agree. Would have would have made it so Wesley didn't get black holed. 
Oh, Wesley, and his glasses look so good the entire season. I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> such a nice yeah. guy. Because, like, that, that would have been, like, such a great, like, overall arc, too, because it starts with Wesley having a crush on Anya, and Anya bids on him in the auction because she feels bad. Yep. And they, then they go on an actually cute date, and then it ends with them getting together because Wesley is just being himself. That would have yeah. been perfect. And then we, no need for the silly Viagra. No need for Dr. Chris. Done. We made the, we made it just so much better. Oh, what could have been? <laughs> we should have wrote Degrassi. Hire us. <laughs> Hire us. I'll do it for free, literally. <laughs> I know you so would. <laughs> I mean, that's my take on Wesley. Do you have anything to add for him? No, we went into him a lot last episode, so. True. The last thing I have is her friendship with Riley, which will tie perfectly into when we talk about Riley and Zane. I feel like their friendship is really cute. I'm really a big fan of their friendship. It makes me really happy that Anya has someone that's not Holly J. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I also love their friendship, but also I feel like it didn't go far enough. It didn't. I 100% agree. I would have loved to see more. Because, like, Anya is around a lot. But Riley only really comes up when there's a plot about him. That's so true, which is so interesting because, like, if he was friends with Anya, he would come up more, you'd think. Yeah. Like, Riley doesn't come up with the fake pregnancy he doesn't he only comes up with the cancer when it becomes about dr chris he doesn't really have any role in her cocaine plot so i don't know if like the actor just didn't want to be around unless he didn't have to but like i really wish that riley was there more for anya because anya is always there in riley's plots That's so true. And even when I was going, so how I watch um, to prepare to make these podcasts is that I kind of skim through the episodes and I look for where where the character we're going to talk about is and watch their scenes. And Riley is only in scenes where it's about him. That's it. Like, there's never any, like, side plots where, like, where we see with Jenna, Allie comes in and does the pregnancy test with her. Or like side plots with like Claire and that. there's just no side like I don't know what Riley is doing when he's not fighting with Zane or the football team like where is he <laughs> yeah because Riley we'll, we'll talk about this more but Riley's one of my favorite characters so I would have loved to see him more especially with Anya because like they could have been as iconic of a friendship as Marco and Ellie they so could have. That would have been so perfect. But I, because oh. Riley never showed up for Anya, they never reached that level. Yeah, I definitely am going to look up what the deal was because I feel like he's one of the very... I don't think there's a lot of characters that are like that. Besides, Actually, no. Not even Casey. Casey's in other plots. I don't think there's any characters that are like that. Yeah. Besides him. And Zane, like, I guess, because Zane doesn't have any other plots besides Riley. Yeah. It, like, it kind of breaks, I don't want to say the immersion, but, like, 
it kind of stops it from feeling from Degrassi feeling like a real school, you know? Yeah, because he really even with he associates himself with Drew and Owen, but you don't see them outside. You don't see him ever like talking to Drew when it's Drew's plots, you know? But Owen, you see a lot. I guess this leads naturally into talking just about what Riley did in the season. So Riley starts the season basically, um, he's back at school. He had a summer of love with Zane, but he has, he's like, Zane, we have to break up because I can't be gay and a football player. So then that leads into him fighting with Drew over getting the quarterback position. And Drew finds out that Riley's gay and uses that as blackmail so that he could get the quarterback position. But then Riley hazes Drew by, what would you call it, wrapping him against the flagpole? He saran wrapped him to the flagpole. (laughs) Yeah. So then Audra, the queen she is, is like, fuck this shit. Who the fuck did this to my son? (laughs) And gets it taken care of and Riley gets like suspended for a couple games. And then he hangs out with Anya to flirt with Dr. Chris because he doesn't want to hang out with the football team because he doesn't feel comfortable around them and him and Zane are broken up. So he's like, who else can I go to? Oh, Anya. And then they find out Dr. Chris is gay. No, Dr. Chris is straight. Oh, right. Or he isn't gay. My bad. I was going to say, (laughs) Jasper. (laughs) So then I think Anya, like, reconnects him with Zane. Like, I think Anya's like, Zane, come over and help us with our math homework. Yep, it's the cringiest scene. I recommend to rewatch it. (laughs) So then from there it goes into Zane and Riley are talking again, but Riley is still not willing to come out with the football team which leads into a really good insight into his internalized homophobia where Riley realizes that he has been making these like gay jokes with the football team because he maybe doesn't necessarily view it as a bad thing a homosexuality as a bad thing but he still sees it as something that society doesn't approve of and like will never approve of I guess so he kind of recognizes that and then tries to fight against it by basically making the football team wear pink (laughs) which pisses Owen off because real men don't wear pink oh my gosh so 2010 (laughs) so Riley kind of gets into a bit of a feud with Owen where Riley starts like punching him and like pushing him against lockers to stop him from being homophobic. And then it ends with Riley bidding on Zane at the bachelor auction to prove that he is a different person. And then the next episode is when he pretty much accidentally comes out to the school by nominating him and Zane for Kings of the Vegas Night Dance. Yeah, and that, that's pretty much all that happens. The football team makes fun of him for a bit, but then he kind of pulls, he like makes them realize that it doesn't matter. 
But then the real drama from that comes from he gets scouted to go to college as a football player, but then he's worried that he does not want to be an out football player, especially after Zane tells him that there was a politician that got assassinated for being gay, Harvey Milk. Probably not the best example to use. Zane, read the room. Yeah. <laughs> but then he he's like, oh, I could really be an inspiration to other gay athletes by doing this. So he accepts the college offer and he is out and proud at school with Zane. Then we go away from him for a while until he comes back where he finally starts to come out to his mom because his mom walks in on him and Zane making out. But his mom completely denies everything even after Riley straight up says that he's gay. <laughs> and that's pretty much it for season 10. But we're also going to bring in the single plot in season 11 that Riley has that pretty much continues this plot line, which is, it's, it's been a while since Riley tried to come out and his mom sets him up on a date with a girl where the girl is like, oh, you should just like pretend to be straight to like just appease your parents. So Riley kind of does that and his parents, or at least his mom, is like very happy about it. She's not icing him out anymore. But then Zane is mad that Riley is not coming out and instead is like just trying to appease his parents. So Riley's like, oh, I don't want to put Zane through this. So he breaks up with him. And that's pretty much it for Riley. When he graduates, his mom just says, I'm proud of you as my gay son pretty much comes out of nowhere. But that's pretty much it for Riley. Wow. Even though it like is only a little bit for Riley, that seemed like a lot for him. I feel like one thing that we should definitely talk about is him with his dealing with his homophobia, I guess. His internalized homophobia. Yeah. Okay. So that was really interesting because I feel like it was really this was all kind of during the time where I remember seeing on TV a lot, there was a lot of like, don't make gay jokes, that's wrong. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I could see that. So then like, then you just move on. You're like, all right, that's good. And I feel like having Degrassi do that and having a character who is still in the closet and going along with it was really interesting, I guess. But they also, I could be wrong, but did they do something similar with Marco when he, before he was coming out? Did he make fun of people who are gay, too? Yeah, I think Marco has a line where he's like, I hate gay people. What they do makes me sick. But it was basically just to get people off the scent that he was gay. Yeah, so I feel like we kind of, I mean, we don't really see it in the same way, but I feel like Riley kind of does it a little bit. Like, he's like, yeah, I joke around, too. It doesn't really bother me because... But also, I want to address, Riley's dumb. I don't know what they did to this character, but he is just like all around a dumb kid and I get that he plays football but that doesn't mean he has to be unintelligent but he's really unintelligent (laughs) he's very much the dumb jock (laughs) it is so ridiculous how dumb he is I feel like there's this one scene where he brings Marisol I guess as like a date because Drew is like bring dates try to like out Riley and Riley's like okay like I can definitely find a woman 
Marilyn and she's like it's Marisol and I was like Riley <laughs> come on you had one job yeah with the whole internalized homophobia thing I think it was very well done well I think that it's interesting how they kind of had him struggling I wrote this down I said have him struggling in a more masculine setting I guess because they're really putting him in like football and jocks and like you're I don't know I guess they're kind of setting the standard that like if you're on the football team and you're gay it's a really bad thing and I don't understand that I guess I don't know I guess maybe we grew up did you ever feel like certain you couldn't join certain things because you were gay well for me I was never into sports but like, even in gym class, I was like, I don't want to participate because these straight men wouldn't welcome me. Oh, wow. Okay. So, because, like, just think about the whole toxic masculinity aspect that, like, Riley was really concerned about, like, the locker room, right? So, yeah. if he was out, then that would, like, probably make a lot of the straight guys uncomfortable even though it really wouldn't be an issue so that could really have caused if not like just some drama it could have caused like some violence against him just by being gay and like being in the locker room with other straight guys yeah I guess that's interesting that they kind of gave the perspective of Zane doing that like he's going through it while Riley is he doesn't want to come out and he doesn't want to deal with the jokes and I thought that was like really interesting that they had that both going on because Zane you know when he took him to the or invited him to go to the seminar um where they talked about you know he was like how many of your friends like make gay jokes and like think it's funny and it's like and then Riley's like, see, it's just a joke. And Zane's like, you're a dumbass. That's not the point. <laughs> yeah, because uh, it's yeah. one thing, like, if me as a gay person were to make a gay joke, that's me, like, being self-aware and, like, just teasing, like, maybe a stereotype that may or may not be true. Like, I can make fun of me being a gay person being in love with Lady Gaga. <laughs> But for someone who is straight to also make that same joke is perpetuating a stereotype, whether positive or negative or neutral, that obviously isn't representative of everybody. And especially when the jokes are coming from a, a known homophobe like Owen. Yeah. And I think the way that they tried to handle it was interesting because Zane was like, the more educated you are, the more you're going to understand why this is wrong. And I feel like it's important for you to know that. And Riley is like, you know what's really important? I'm just going to punch everybody in the face that makes a gay joke. And Zane was like, that's not the point. And Riley's like, yes, it is. So then he like continuously punches Owen in the face. Did Owen deserve it? 100%. Yes. I will always back Riley or anybody knocking Owen in the face because he deserved it. But I really feel like walking away, did he get anywhere? Yeah. Like, because 
because with even just with the jokes by laughing along with him they're making it okay for him to continue to be homophobic yes for sure but then with kind of beating him up into submission he's not changing his viewpoint at all he's just not going to engage anymore yeah so i don't know because there's like this is obviously extreme but there's people always being like punch nazis kill all the nazis because you don't want them to spew their hateful speech and stuff and they're not going to change their minds so if there's someone who's not going to change their mind then probably I don't want to say violence is the best way but you don't you want to shut them up such that they're not perpetuating violence yeah I mean that makes sense especially since Owen was very obviously not trying to learn anything yeah he was just being I don't know I just felt really really it just made me really sad for Riley that he just really didn't have any safe places to be himself you know he had Anya which was great and he had Zane but he really couldn't go home and be himself and it was really interesting to watch him be in his home with his mom and just kind of casually he's like oh yeah I'm trying to like pick out an outfit for a date and she's like oh, like, is the lucky girl, is she smart? And then Riley be like, yeah, like, really smart. You know, just, like, going along with it so casually. And, like, we're sitting here, and we know that it's not a girl. And he just, you know, he's just going through it. It's crazy. Yeah. Do you want to go into more of his mom? Yeah, we can definitely go more into his mom. So um, I thought it was, I thought it was really interesting how – Usually when they talk about, like, when shows do homophobic parents, they just do, like, you're disgusting, I'm kicking you out. But with this, she was just in denial about it. Like, she didn't, she was like, it's a phase, this isn't happening, we're not going to talk about this. So I thought that was really interesting, because that is something that happens a lot of the time. Yeah, I... It was definitely interesting to watch it because you're right, it it is different than what other characters had to go through with parents or that ones that we've like seen. And I feel like what was kind of weird though, and I don't really know their intentions, is there supposed to be some connection to like her being Greek and her not accepting her son? Like I wasn't sure if they were trying to make that overlap or like he just she just happens to be very Greek and she just also happens to not want to accept her son for being gay. So I actually just watched the season 11 episode with Riley just earlier and Riley's dad mentions how he came from Greece. So they're an immigrant family. So I was thinking how maybe the implication is how an immigrant family is going to be more conservative Interesting. Okay. I was curious if they, that would make the most sense. I just feel like in season 10, they didn't get that across. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, when his mom does deny it, I honestly like was so 
nervous when she walked in and saw it. I had no idea what was going to happen. I didn't know. Obviously, Riley did not know what to expect either. I did not expect it to be her just to full-on deny that any of it happened. That was crazy. Yeah, because he straight up leaves porn magazines on his bed. (laughs) And then he's like, hey, mom, you want to talk about anything? Maybe these magazines? (laughs) And she's like, what are you talking about? (laughs) There's nothing going on. (laughs) Or also the fact that her son is, like, up for being, like, prom or whatever king and king. Did she not know this? I don't think so. Like, come on, woman. Be involved in your son's school. Um, Because I feel like that would have probably given it away, I would say. Yeah. (laughs) For sure. Because then she ices him out until season 11, Mm -hmm. which is obviously awful. Yeah. Which then leads, like, Riley wants to go back to normal with his parents, understandably, which is why he, like, tries to act straight for them just to, like, have some semblance of a relationship with them. And honestly, I can't blame him for that. Mm -hmm. Like, his parents clearly are just going to deny it, so why not just go along with it just to, like, he has to live with them for the next few months. Like, why live in a hostile environment when you could just not worry about it for the immediate future? See, okay. That actually ties into one of my points that I was going to ask you about. Um, It goes back to Zane and the football team and Riley. And I think it could have been a really similar situation. Like what you're saying is like Riley was just trying to make it through this like football season and that's it. He's like, I need to make it through as just Riley. Afterwards, I can just be whoever I want to be. And Zane was very much not into having that happen. Like, Zane, I feel like around every corner was like, you should come out, come out to the team, you should definitely do it, what's taking so long? And I'm like, Zane, give him some time, this kid is not ready yet. Yeah, like, I, I kind of realized this the other day, because, like, Riley's excuse for not coming out was like, oh, I'll just do it until end of football season, then I'll come out. I'm not sure he would have done that. Like, I feel like the football team was just an excuse to put it off. Interesting. I I was pretty convinced he would have done, he would have came out. Because he had only just come out to to himself relatively recently. True. So I could definitely see him saying like, oh, I'll come out to the school after football season when there won't be any football drama. But I, I kind of feel like it was an excuse just to put it off interesting so you don't think Zane like do you think Zane was in the right to like kind of push him towards coming out so I feel like from Zane's perspective what Riley is telling him is I'm ready to come out but I'm just gonna wait so I could see from that perspective that I'm gonna push him to come out because he says he's ready. He's just nervous about this one subset of people's reactions. Okay. But I feel like since he's being so adamant about not doing it, then you could maybe step off a little bit. (laughs) Yes. See, that was my biggest thing is that like Zane, Zane was like, no, no. I don't know. The fact that he first, like I get he wanted to join the football team to be with Riley. 
that was the whole reason. We know it wasn't just for him to be a kicker. Like, come on. And Riley was like, come on. Like, I just need space. He's like, you can be on the team. Just like, you know, I'm just trying to make it through here. But I feel like Zane just kept popping up and he's, he just kept saying, like, come out, come out, come out. And I was like, give the kids some. But you know what? I didn't think of it, like, as in him using it as an excuse to not come out later. So I feel like that makes more sense now that I look at it like that. Yeah, I'm not sure what the writers intended because they definitely don't frame it like that because when he accidentally outs himself by nominating him and Zayn, he's worried about it for a second, but then he's like, oh, I'm out now, I guess. Cool. <laughs> so he's, yeah. not, he's not super stressed out about it. So I could definitely see him saying end of football season being legit. But I don't know. Coming out is very nerve-wracking regardless. Oh, I'm sure. That's why That's why I was like, should Zayn have been pushing as hard if it's really like Riley's decision? Yeah, the beginning push for sure was fine just because it did seem like just an excuse to not do it. But definitely he pushed way too hard, especially with his parents later on as well. Yes, okay. 100% agree about the parents. That was my really, like... I get one thing to come out in school because in school you can really, you know, you're six hours with these people, like you can be yourself and go home and it not really be a big deal. But I really was not a fan of the pushing for the parents thing. Yeah, because especially Riley already came out to them and they wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah. So, that's <laughs> so he already, Riley already knows how his parents are going to react. So why push him to make that strife in his own household? That's just not right. Yeah, 100% agree. But I still am, like, kind of a fan. Like, I understand that Riley definitely having Zayn in his life made things a lot better for him and easier. Like, who knows if Riley ever would have came out at all, ever, if it wasn't for Zayn. So another thing I wanted to address was the Drew and Riley Thing in the beginning of the season yeah. which if we were going in chronological order probably should have started with that sorry <laughs> um I thought it was really interesting what they were doing with Drew because if you watch just the Riley things and you only get your impression of Drew from that Drew is just awful for the first few episodes until Riley ties him up in the Saran thing and then Drew just has a different thing to hold against Riley <laughs> instead of him like knowing he's gay. Yeah. So we were talking about this yesterday, I think, that even though Drew blackmailing Riley with outing him was a homophobic thing to do, it didn't necessarily make Drew a homophobe because he would have used anything that he could have found against Riley to use against him. It just so happened that that thing happened to be that Riley was gay. Yeah, and you can even see that when they switch it from Riley being gay to Riley being the one to saran wrap him to the pole. Because then, like, the saran wrapping thing became way bigger than Riley being gay. Because if Riley came out and said, hey, Drew was um, holding against me that I was gay so that he could be quarterback, and was going to out me to the entire team, 
Drew would be suspended for sure. But instead, Riley saran wraps him and screws over the entire team by doing so, giving Drew a different way to get to be quarterback. Yes, exactly. Because even when Riley does come out to the football team and like one of the players is like, I placed money on this. Someone owes me money. Drew is like one of the only people being like, hey guys, stop. This is not a big deal. Yes, that is so true. So Drew is definitely like the villain to start off. But then he does kind of come around. It it would have been nice to see Riley and Drew become actual friends. That would have been another person for Riley to show up for. He's already not showing up for Anya. Let's have him not show up for Drew too. But <laughs> let's I think it would have been cool to see them make an actual friendship. I agree. Um, I also have a question for you. Do you think Riley tying Drew to the pole? was fair fair in what sense fair as in like drew definitely had it coming so he did it just to like intimidate him into keeping his mouth shut yes right so i'm gonna say my opinion i think that drew being tied to the pole was completely fair and i think that him threatening to out riley outweighs the fact that he was saran wrapped to a pole in his underwear (laughs) that's my opinion (laughs) well i mean i don't want to condone hazing but drew definitely needed to be taught a lesson in some way because he was being a complete dick nice yes but yeah public embarrassment i don't know of course, our answer is always, why didn't anyone go to an adult? But that's not what people do. <laughs> I know. if Ry- like I guess because Riley didn't want to out himself, so he couldn't. I mean, he could obviously go to a counselor and like do something, but that wouldn't prevent Drew from doing anything, I'm sure. I also want to know why they're picking the quarterback the day of the big game. <laughs> this haven't been established like hours before like they literally like all right quarterback now get on the bus it's like what <laughs> how do you play football after not establishing a quarterback <laughs> what i mean i don't know how sports work so i never questioned that i mean i don't know how they work either but that doesn't seem right <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I don't know i mean my last thing i have is <laughs> i wrote is riley dumb didn't know what a rocket was. Because <laughs> they call, at one point, Owen called Zane a rocket. Yeah. And then Riley laughs, and Zane's like, Are you kidding? He's like, I don't know what a rocket is. <laughs> He's like, That was a gay joke. And he was like, Oh. <laughs> so, oh is Riley homophobic or is he dumb? Don't know. No, I'm kidding. We all know, but still. <laughs> Did you have anything else to talk about for Riley and Zane? Do you want to talk about the college thing? Yes. Okay. This was really interesting to watch because I guess since this was 10 years ago, so this is a different time, and Riley 
being a, I guess not being afraid. Like he was really, I don't know if he was okay with it at first. I'm trying to think of when, cause he was excited to go to college and be the football player. And then Zane goes, you're going to be the first openly gay football player. That's great. You're going to be like all the other famous openly gay people who have been murdered. Yeah. <laughs> and that was not good. <laughs> And then Riley has another one of his infamous Google searches. Oh my goodness. He was, those things made me sad though, because like, could you imagine that that never crossed your mind and then you're Googling all these things and they're like, not great? Yeah. It's definitely scary. I'm sure. What did you think about the whole college thing? I liked it. Like, again, I know nothing about sports. But, again, the whole toxic masculinity aspect is there with, like, you don't want your teammates to view you differently just because you're gay. And that is a very big thing. And then also, college sports are usually, like, televised, right? Uh, yes. So... That could have also been an issue that there's like an actual audience who's seeing him and that increases the potential for bad things to happen. Oh, Riley. But actually, I think his real problem was like, will this coach understand if I'm gay? That was his main concern. Yeah, that's true, because he was like, what if they don't like that I'm gay? Or what if, and then Anya was like, what? Just ask. Like, she literally was like, why aren't you asking? And he's like, okay, I guess. Yeah, because once he asks, the coach is like, diversity is good for our profile. (laughs) So. He was like, you being gay makes us even more famous. And I was like, what? That's your response? Come on, man. Yeah. Like, I think they did it a little better with Miles later on. Though, Coach Armstrong also makes the good point, like, the similar point that, like, you're gay, so you could, with your, like, college football profile, you could really inspire other people and, like, be a trailblazer. That is true. He does say that. It's funny how, like, way more supportive he is for Riley than Casey. <laughs> That's so true. He's like, screw you, Casey. Like, and then Casey keys his car. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I, I like, one of my f- all-time favorite scenes on Degrassi is the scene where Riley, like, says yes to the college, to the coach. Yes. Um, and then he, he runs out of the, the room and then hugs Zane and kisses him. I watched that scene like right before we video chatted. That's literally one of my probably top 10 scenes. And like, it's also one of the best kisses on Degrassi too. It was so cute. Cause like, it was at first the weird hug happened. Like they did a weird chest bump and then a hug. And I was like, okay, men. And then, Riley just like looks at him and then just goes in and kisses him in front of everyone. It's funny because if you watch the background actors, they're all just like standing there and just like nodding at each other. (laughs) And I was like, you know what? That's nice. (laughs) 
That was really cute. And there's also another cute moment that I wrote down because, I don't know, it almost made me cry for no good reason, but it's when Zane is listing things about Riley and he's like, back, he's like, you're my back row movie guy. And he's like, my guy. And I just, I cried. I don't know. There were so many nice things he said. I also love that. Like, I think I, I think I mentioned this when we were talking about our like Degrassi histories, but like the the promo scene where they have like Riley and Zane rolling around on the grass and kissing, that was like what hooked me to actually start watching Degrassi. Aw, and here we are talking about it. Yeah. So how about to wrap things up, let's just talk about are Riley and Zane a good couple? Why don't you start this one? Okay. <laughs> So Riley and Zane, I love them. They're so cute. But as we discussed earlier, Zane really pushed Riley to come out and that wasn't right of him. So they're definitely, they definitely have their problems because even we, we've just been just talking about how Zane isn't a good boyfriend, but Riley is also not a good boyfriend either for a lot of the time. <laughs> so... I don't know. I still really like them. They're one of my all-time favorite Degrassi couples. And they they go to the same college. Like, Zane tells Riley at, like, prom that they're going to the same college. So there's hope in my Xylee heart. Xylee! Oh, so cute. Like, I I remember I actually cried when they broke up in that episode in season 11. Stop! (laughs) Jasper! That breaks my heart. Oh my gosh. What I think about it is, okay, I'm disappointed that they don't do more with them outside of just them having the issue of Riley not wanting to come out. Like, they talk about all these cute things that they do outside of school, and I feel like we never really get to see that, you know? Like, we never really get to see them build as a couple because I feel like it's so on and off, like, in season 10, specifically. Yeah. Like, with other couples, you see them in the background when they're not, like, the focus. So you could, like, see somewhat of how they act when there isn't drama going on. But, yeah, like, Allie and Drew always making out. Yeah. <clears throat> so... As we've discussed, Riley doesn't show up for anything outside of himself, and since Zane only comes up with Riley, Zane also never comes up outside of that. So you never get to see them, like, just be normal. I think that's what makes it a little difficult for me to be like, they're my favorite, because I don't get enough of them. But I really do think that, like, Zane really loves Riley, and that's, like, gets me every time, because... He just, like, wants him to come out because he just wants to be with him in front of everybody because he just loves him so much. And I'm like, Riley, holy crap, can you please take advantage of this already? Like, you are just, (laughs) he's like, why can't I just date you and not tell anyone? Because Zane's too good for that. Come on. Yeah. But yeah, I do, I really do like them. I wish they did more with them. It's disappointing we don't see them enough. Yeah. They are, I think, Probably objectively, they're the best male-male couple, right? Like you have Marco, Dylan, 
where Dylan is cheat is a cheater. Yep. You have Tristan. Tristan only gets with Miles, really. And I hate Tristan so much that I can't support him with anybody. So <laughs> Riley and Zane are the best male male couple on Degrassi. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I think they're the less like least problematic, but they're both it's because they're just dealing with like Riley's problem. That's it. Just the one Riley's problem. Yeah. And again, like we were talking about with Shantae, obviously Zane is in black, but he is Asian. So it would have been great to see Zane get his own plots. But, yes. but it adds to the horrible trend of Degrassi characters of color getting the short end of the stick. Yep. And I think that they should have, if they're going to make Riley's parents immigrants, they should probably address that. Because Riley was brought in season eight. Like, I feel like we didn't really even know about it until season 11. Yeah. So even that, like, which is slightly, I, I mean, I'm not saying that's like diverse, but it is like a different culture. They really just put that on the back burner as well. Yeah. And they, they don't do anything with it. They just say that he's an immigrant. And then, like I said, I am, it's an implication that his family's homophobic because they're immigrants. It's yeah. not outright stated or anything. Which is kind of not okay, but I mean, whatever. It's, I mean, scenarios like that happen, but Degrassi definitely, I feel like, did not do enough for either character. Absolutely. But yeah, I think that's, that's our take on Riley and Zane. Yes. So next week, or the next time we release our podcast, we're going to be talking about my favorite character, finally, Allie, and all of the, oh my goodness, stuff she goes through in this season. Yeah. And then, obviously, with Allie comes Drew, they're, they're going to be, like, intertwined for probably the majority of the time. But we might separate them we'll have to talk about it but also bianca is gonna come in yes oh, Bianca. So we're, we're gonna this is our season 10 finale i think i think we've covered everybody else so it's gonna be spicy yes so spicy i'm gonna have so many rants i'm so ready <laughs> i'm excited okay thanks for listening and we'll see you next time <laughs>